What is going on, guys and gals? It's your hosts, Brian and Steven, again, back for episode number three of the PlayStation Squad podcast. How's it going tonight, Steve? It's going good, man. I'm pretty psyched to talk about Destiny 2, uh, the beta given right, right around the corner for everybody here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think we got some good, interesting things to go through tonight. Oh, yeah. So, uh, as you can tell, our topic for tonight is going to be the release of the beta uh, for Destiny 2. Uh, I, we just got our, our early access, uh, preload codes this evening. So ours are already downloaded and ready to go when Tuesday rolls around. Uh, just a heads up guys. I did get my new equipment today. So if I sound any different from the other podcasts, that would be the reason why. Hopefully it sounds better than before. According to Steve, I sound all right. <laughs> it's definitely a work in progress, but, uh, the future looks bright. Yes. All right, so we're going to be playing uh, Destiny 2 Beta on the PS4 uh, come Tuesday, because like I said, we pre-ordered and got the the early access to the beta. Uh, the public access beta starts on the 21st, I believe. Yeah, 21st. Um, yeah. 21st will be public access, so... Uh, Tuesday the 18th will be for the PS4, then the Xbox will be the 19th, and then uh, the public beta begins on the 21st. So, of course, PlayStation gets first dibs because, you know, the only real home for Destiny is on the PlayStation. <laughs> uh, sorry, Steve, I know you used to be on Xbox. Yeah, it's... Uh... I think we'll do the, the console versus console in a different night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> e even though the name of the podcast is PlayStation Squad Podcast, it's it's not all focused on PlayStation. We, we get opinions from everybody from all consoles. I don't care if it's PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC. Uh, we'll, we'll listen to you talk. It doesn't matter. That's uh, right. So from what I'm hearing about the beta uh, and, and what we can expect. I know we're getting the homecoming mission, which is the very first mission in the, uh, the main game of destiny two. So we get a little preview of that. Uh, I'm really hoping to see more of the, the new, the new supers for all three guardians. Uh, after seeing the, the release videos and everything, the Titan has honestly got me very intrigued this time. This might be the Destiny game where I actually create a second character and use it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hesitant to uh, go with Warlocks like I did in the first Destiny, but uh, there's been a lot of talk around how they've been kind of toned down and how they felt to be OP in the uh, original Destiny. So might look to switching over to a Hunter class. Um or Titan. Uh, just really depends on how both of those get fleshed out over the beta and uh, what really calls to the person, I guess. Right. Now, I know in all through uh, the first Destiny, from day one of their beta, I have always uh, mained a Hunter. The Hunter has always been my go-to class in this game. Uh, it, it Mostly because of their mobility. I know everybody is always talking about how they just work really well as bullet shields and stuff like that because we die so quickly but to be able to to master a hunter you've got to get that speed down and you've got to be able to get to them before they can shoot you that i think that's the main purpose of a hunter oh yeah i agree um 
you know, movement ability and then the ability to kind of outthink your opponent, uh, especially in the crucible and, you know, being able to, uh, whip out the golden gun and one shot kill just about anything in PVE. Yeah. Um, it's definitely striking quickly for the hunter, but, uh, I'm played as the warlock, um, <laughs> mainly because, you know, I died a lot. So, uh, thoroughly enjoyed, <laughs> uh, having the sun singer class and being able to self revive. Oh, I yeah. cannot tell you how many times that saved a nightfall that, you know, was at the brink of losing when fighting oh. the Archon Priest. God, I love the Archon Priest. <laughs> oh, dude, the nightfalls and the rage that were saved by the Sunsinger Warlock are endless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I main the Hunter and everything, but all the classes have, have certain things that really come in handy. That's why I think... Uh, a lot of destiny focused on getting people together as the different classes, because having one of each, uh, really filled out your fire team as far as firepower and defense and all that stuff goes. Cause you got the hunter, he can go in strike quick. He can go invisible and sneak up on people. You got the Titan that could go in there and pop their bubble to defend everybody. Uh, then you had the sun sun singer warlock where, you know, everybody's dead. He's the last one to die. He self revives, runs in, throws a shit ton of grenades and then comes and revives everybody else from the fire team. So everybody else, like everybody playing together as a different classes, I think is what really made destiny a unique experience for me. Oh, absolutely. How do you feel about the, uh, the new subclasses for, for destiny Two, and you know how they're going to work? Um, I think it's uh, what Striker, Don Blade, and Gunslinger are the uh, three new subclasses we're going to see. I think they'll be in game launch. I'm not exactly sure what type of access we're going to have to those in the beta. Yeah. Um, but again, you, you know, those are probably going to be locked into a certain level or right. a progression stage. Um, but I feel like there's going to open up a whole new expansion to the types of players we're going to see, you know, like you said, there was always the Titan playing with the Titan bubble. There's, there's always a hunter with the golden gun and there's always a warlock with uh, Sunsinger. Um, mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of expansion there toward the end of destiny one, whenever the uh, third subclass came in and you were able right. to break out new material, but uh, it's really going to be expansive here in destiny too. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, like the new that like you were talking about the new subclasses with the arc strider hunter the uh the dawn blade warlock and the oh god what is the name of the new titan i just call him captain america because of that damn super dude <laughs> throwing the shield that can ricochet off of enemies and walls and stuff that's that's pretty oh, yeah. yeah it's captain feel, america man <laughs> yeah yeah that's what they should have named the subclass anyway uh, I feel like that's going to be pretty cool to see in PvP how that works out because in the release videos I've seen so far, uh, it's mostly been used in PvE. So I've seen it ricochet off of the enemies and stuff. So I'm wondering if it's going to do the same thing in PvP. If you could just run into a room filled with people from the opposite team, just toss that damn shield in there and it's just going to ricochet and you team kill instantly almost. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be fun, don't get me wrong. Uh, would it be OP? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to see it in action. Um, you know, it's kind of the same idea of the Warlock on Destiny 1 where you had the Nova Bomb, and if you caught a group of folks in a small area, 
you know, you're going to obliterate a team that way. I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to create some variation of subclass uh, balancing, especially for PvP. You know, right. in, in Destiny 1's Crucible, the ability to bring over some of the more uh, hardcore PvE weapons into the Crucible kind of, you know, it, it hurt some of the individuals that hadn't yet unlocked those potentially slightly tweaked weapons that were better. Um, I, I do like that uh, from what I'm, I'm seeing here uh, on the websites and forums is that in Destiny 2, there will be a set perk for each weapon. So there's a little bit more structure there behind the weapons coming from PvE over to the Crucible. Try and yeah. have that balance. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of balancing they're going to do for the actual classes themselves. Right, and that's something that's been discussed a lot between Destiny and Destiny 1 is bringing more balance to the game. Because as it stands right now in Destiny 1, you could take any gun from PvP or PvE and cross it over into the other but uh from what i've seen in some of the videos from uh the youtubers i watch that i keep up with the destiny 2 news on um there's apparently word from bungie that we're going to be getting specific weapons that pertain to specific uh playlists like you'll only have certain pvp guns and certain ones for just pve and stuff like that so <clears throat> it feels like uh there's a positive and negative side to that because I think it's kind of taking away from the customization of your guardian is you, you put in a lot of effort to get a gun and stuff and you just want to go test it out in PVE first before you take it over into the crucible and you can't do that. So I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out and if maybe we'll get a glimpse of that in the beta come Tuesday. So I'm waiting to see how that works. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I did hear a rumor, there's no, and, and I haven't confirmed it or looked anything into it, but um, there's no beards in the posters, so uh, there's going to be some different characterization, um, customizations, so mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's going to you know, impact anybody's willingness to play, uh, it's surely not going to stop me, I mean... If there was another game for customization like Fallout 3 where folks could spend literally days customizing a character. Yeah. If that was taken out of the game, I guarantee you I'd still play. So I don't think that's going to hold anybody back. But um, definitely some things to look at there. It looks like they've kind of taken a steak and uh, trimmed some of the fat off. Yeah. And uh, made a leaner piece of meat. I'm liking it. Oh, yeah. I am. I, I cannot put into words how excited I am for this game because uh, when Destiny first came out, uh, I pre-ordered it just because Chris and Josh had, and they finally convinced me to get it. So I went ahead and pre-ordered. I went to the midnight for that one and picked it up. And God knows that that game has changed my life. <laughs> I've spent countless hours just doing strikes and raids. At the beginning, I didn't really do all that much PvP. Because uh, I got kind of tired of doing uh, playing against other players and stuff, you know, after playing so much Call of Duty with you. Yeah. So I was glad to see that there was a game that focused more on co-op, really, to go into the raids and strikes. And you can even do the, the story missions and stuff together. And that's something that really spoke to me about Destiny. So ever since I started on that one, you know, I, I played that to death. And... uh 
I'm just I'm really excited to see what Bungie is going to take into account from our complaints from the first game and uh, see what they can do in the second one to compensate for all the problems and all the other bullshit that we had with Destiny. Because uh, anybody that played Destiny from the beginning knows that the Destiny that we have now is not the one that we started out with. It's far from that. So um, I'll bridge into that and say that, you know, in the first one, I was a big fan of wanting to have maps in the game. Um, from what I'm understanding, there will be maps available in Destiny 2. Um, I, you know, it's going to be very helpful starting out, but we can all admit that by the time we were halfway through Destiny, you knew the maps like the back of your hand. So oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a huge linchpin for anybody, but I uh, do feel like you know some of those small improvements from the start are really going to help uh, get the players more involved quickly. Um, something I wanted to really bring up in this this podcast tonight is uh, the trailer. Um, you know, the Cabal um, finally getting their uh, centerpiece raid. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, what is it, Gaul, uh, yeah. fearsome leader of the Red Legion. So yeah. I or think Gary. that most of... Go ahead. Gary, uh, Gary, as Cage Six called him in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that, you know, Destiny's vanilla story is going to be really based around that. But, um, man, I don't know if anybody else noticed the two hot glowing, like almost butcher-like knives. Yeah. Um, those, uh, I believe it was called the Bruiser Unit. Yes. Um, man, if, that, if those are in your normal gameplay, that, uh, it just seems like the... Uh, structure and the enemy base has just grown exponentially. I mean, I remember playing destiny one and you're running through it. It was almost too easy at times. Just hopping on your ride, <laughs> going from point A to point B raid, bam, bam, boom, get your treasures and yep. keep moving. Um, you know, I'd really like to see a little more stiffness there and, and the difficulty. Oh yeah. I'd like to see the enemies, uh, actually stand a chance this time. And that's yeah. another thing, too. Uh, like you said, the Cabal are finally getting their spotlight. Uh, in the original Destiny, with the expansions and stuff, it seems like every other type of enemy got their time in the spotlight. Uh, the Fallen with the House of Wolves. Uh, the Dark Below had the Hive. Uh, we even got more of the Fallen in uh, the Rise of Iron and stuff with the, uh, the Siva strikes and all that stuff. Yeah. So we, we got to see like everybody else get put in the spotlight. Now the cabal have their turn and I'm kind of excited to see how that's going to play out, how they're going to throw things at the guardians and see how we have to handle that to get the light back. And see, when I first started watching the, uh, the early videos for destiny two, I was, I was bringing up like, wait a second. I don't see any ghosts or anything in any of the trailers. So that right there sparked my thought process of thinking, oh, crap, this guy is going to steal the light. We're going to have to go in as just regular people, and we don't have our revival abilities. We don't have our super abilities. We have no no form of the light power at all. So I, I was uh, kind of wondering like how we're going to have to go about getting our light back and getting our supers back and who all survived the initial attack on the last city on Earth and all that well, stuff. Well, we do know one thing is that, you know, um, Dinklebot won't be back. So I think everyone's, uh, 
uh, though Nolan North, uh, the, I think it was the voice that uh, took over, um, yep. has kind of said that uh, he does have a role in the game. Um, didn't say what role that was, but uh, I think it's a safer bet to think that the ghost will return. Uh, but a, a win on that is uh, just speculation at this point. Yeah. Uh, that did kind of make me sad in the original Destiny, though, when Dinklebot went away and got replaced by Nolan North. I loved hearing Peter Dinklage do the voice of the ghost. But, you know, you got to think of all the work he's doing on Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Peter Dinklage is a very busy man. And Nolan North, his main thing is voice acting and stuff on video games. Like, he did uh, Deadpool. He did the voice of Nathan Drake in Uncharted. He's a veteran of the video game industry. So they made the right choice of going with him to replace Peter Dinklage, I think. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to carry over. Um, you know, this is not a, a reboot. This is a sequel. So, right. um I'm interested to see, you know, Zer and if they're going to be on that storyline. Um, I believe some of the visuals we've seen over the uh, internet, uh, especially Expansion 1, uh, Expansion 2. Expansion 1, I believe, is uh, was an Osiris banner. And then yeah. uh, Expansion 2 was a Rasputin symbol. So, you know, we don't know much about Osiris other than Trials of Osiris and Brother Vance being there um, yeah. on the reef. But... You know, I think if they delve more into Osiris' story, for me, I just feel it's fair since Zer was there before Osiris was that if they're going to do a backstory for Osiris or we're going to meet that character in the game, that uh, we get a little bit more information on um, on Zer and uh, his backstory. Right, because you know uh, Osiris was originally posted up at the tower, like he was the speaker's right hand man. If you go through the uh, the grimoire cards and stuff from the original Destiny, it tells a good bit of his backstory, but it doesn't elaborate too much. Uh, after he was discovered to be, you know, going too deep into the Vex technology and stuff, everybody started uh, casting him out as a heretic. Like, they were afraid that he was going to bring bad upon the tower and stuff because of his interest in the... Uh, the abilities of their enemies and stuff. So once he started studying too deep into that, that's when the speaker kicked him out and he set up camp in Mercury and all this stuff at the Watchtower, and that's how we got the Trials of Osiris. Oh yeah, you know it. It it, it just completely boggles my mind how much lore there is in the Grimoire cards, and if you really yeah. take the time to understand it, look at it, and start reading some of it, the depth to this game is just fascinating. Oh, yeah. um, you know, you play a mission like the War Mind, and you breeze through it, like I said before, you're in and out just trying to get the loot because, uh, you know, at some point you got to get the grind and to get the grind is to get the gear and it just becomes repetitive. But if you really think about it, you know, uh, Expansion 2 is, the theory right now is that it's going to be around Rasputin, which is uh, the war mine that was built to defend Earth. Right. Um, whose motivations we, should, we still really don't understand. So... Uh, if if we break out and have a clear understanding of Rasputin, the War Mind, and the defense there, um, I think that's a fantastic storyline to go down. Uh, I really felt like um, I agree with some of the people online that I thought that Rise of Iron was going to be more Rasputin based. Yeah, uh, it was simply a small reference mm -hmm. there in passing to Rasputin. But if we get something more in depth. Uh, on Osiris, you know, Zer, Rasputin, you know, I really think that's going to bring a nice concept, uh, 
a good warm feeling, I suppose, to the players that are that are in depth and wanting more. Right, and then in Destiny 2, I know they're doing away with the Grimoire cards because they're planning on doing a lot more of the storytelling in the game itself. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw an interview with some of the developers from Destiny 2 the other day, and they were talking about how everybody in the original game was always on Reddit, creating their own subreddits, complaining about how Destiny didn't have enough story. And uh, he was quoted as saying, I hope they complain that we have too much story. That's yeah. how much time that they have spent on world building and all this stuff in Destiny 2. So that's actually something I'd like to see. That would be funny as hell for Deej to just go on the subreddits one day and see somebody actually complaining that now Destiny 2 has too much story, whereas Destiny 1 didn't have enough. Because uh, honestly, as as a regular player starting out and stuff, you didn't really pay attention to the Grimoire cards. It was just gathering that Grimoire scar, score and then occasionally checking on them and breezing through them and stuff like that. Nobody really, really, really went into them to get that deep story. Uh, but there is actually YouTube channels that are dedicated to Destiny lore, and they go through and explain the Grimoire cards and stuff so you don't really have to read them. Uh, but like I said, Destiny 2 is planning on doing away with that, and all of their storytelling is going to be done in the game itself. So that's something else that I'm really looking forward to. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, everybody was kind of upset when we saw the uh, the trailers for Destiny 1, and it had a lot more storyline, uh, a lot more interaction with the folks on the reef uh, between them and the Guardian, and, and those never really fleshed out in the game. It just right. kind of got taken out, so... Yeah, I'm not sad to see the Grimoire cards go if that does, in fact, mean uh, more hardcore storyline in the game itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to see in Destiny is, you know, them telling more of the story by playing it instead of having to go to the Bungie.net website and read your Grimoire cards and all this stuff just to get more information about the game that you're playing. Uh, they really should have stuck with the tori to uh, storytelling in the game to begin with, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we're we're now a, a generation of, you know, I need it now um, rather than having to take an additional step to go and find it. So right. it's a good bridge for those that don't take the time to go and look up the Grimoire cards. Um, so how do you feel about the uh, the leaked expansion dates? Uh, it looks like we're going to, if the leaks are proven, we could see expansion one by winner of this year. And oh, then yeah. uh, expansion to uh, hopefully Rasputin in uh, next spring. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like the uh, the release schedule for the original too. Uh, I think it was it wasn't too long after the game dropped that we ended up getting the first expansion and stuff. So I'm glad that they're sticking with that because I don't want to wait too long to get my DLC and everything as it comes out and expand more on the story and give me more stuff to kill. You know, all that stuff. Everything that we look forward to in a Destiny game. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to, to what we were talking about on uh, the last couple podcasts of just, you know, you got to make time in real life to play these games. I, you know, I got to be honest with the listeners. This is one of those that, you know, as unfortunate as it, as it may seem that it comes out with a beta during the week, you know, which I'm not a big fan of. I much prefer releases and betas on the weekend. Um, really put some dedication toward them. Uh, you know, I know there's folks out there that put in vacation days just for this stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, I have no doubt that once this hits um, live day, I mean, you know, you're going to have people on 
for hours and hours that weekend. My concern is, uh, are they going to stick with the same servers they had before? It seemed like they supported a large player base. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hope that they'd switch over and get a, a lower expectations of, of servers. And, you know, we don't want a repeat of games like, uh, GTA five, yeah. uh, you know, release date literally crashed the servers and, they were down for close to a week. I mean, you just you get a lot of upset fans that way. Oh yeah, and I think uh, Bungie's got the track record to prove that we don't have to worry about server problems and stuff like that with them. Uh, now I know a few times during Destiny One they had some problems with the uh, the Crucible matchmaking every now and again, but that was about the extent of their their technical difficulties. The other problems that everybody had with it was with the game itself as far as storytelling and uh all that stuff so um i don't think we're gonna really have that many technical issues with destiny 2 at least i hope not what do you think um what do you think about the uh the new i think you mentioned this when we first started uh you know there's gonna be what one mission one strike and then one crucible map available for the beta right now. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing that opening story mission. I want to see how everything starts off there at the tower and when the shit hits the fan, how everybody reacts and, uh, that strike though. I'm really looking forward to the strike. Cause that's something that we can all get together and play after the beta comes out and everything. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting the old clan back together and, running through this just like we did with the the old strikes and raids on on uh destiny one well you know it's gonna be even better now because i've switched over from xbox so yes Tokyo. And, uh, <laughs> um the other question i had for you was uh matchmaking something i haven't really looked into much um i'm sure it's probably out there right now on a reddit or forum somewhere listeners if you have detailed information about it throw it up on the facebook page um are we going to have matchmaking in raids? Um, I think the only thing that they alluded to in that was uh, this new thing that they're implementing in Destiny 2. It's called Guided Games. Uh, if you're in a clan already, which, as we all know, I am, uh, we're actually going to have to change over our clan stuff. Uh, I think it's the 25th, 23rd of this month, somewhere around there. But uh, the way Guided Games works is if you're already in a clan and uh, say one of your clan mates drops out, you guys need a six at the last minute to complete a raid or something. Uh, somebody that's playing by themselves can go into the Guided Games thing and look for a clan that is about to do the raid that they need done. And they yeah. can jump in with that clan and play through the raid. And then at the end, you've got your choice of whether you want to stick with that clan and join them. Or if you want to just keep it a one raid stand and after you're finished, just leave. So that's their way of putting matchmaking into the raids now. And I think that's something that uh, a lot of people from Destiny 1 are going to be excited about. Because there's still a good, I think, I think at the E3, not the E3 conference, but the world premiere, uh, one of the guys from Bungie had said that... I think he quoted him around 30% of Destiny 1 players had never completed a raid just because they didn't have people to play with. So they didn't want anyone to feel left out in Destiny 2. 
So they implemented the the guided game system into Destiny 2. So that's something that the the solo players can look forward to. Well, I'm I'm extremely excited about that. I know a lot of times where you know you don't you're not able to get on with your group and uh, really enjoy the game uh, because we all do have lives to deal with. Um, right. Having that ability and, and you know more than just going into uh, the the apps and forums and looking for folks. Um, I think it's going to be a huge feature for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's basically going to be like in-game LFG now. Instead of having to use an outside third-party app to find another group, it's right there in the game. Awesome. So, uh, listeners, if you've got anything, any questions you want to give us, um, get on the beta if you got it pre-ordered. Um, if you've got, uh, as soon as it comes out, I know you know different editions get it at different times, so... Um, jump on uh hit us up on uh facebook uh we might even have some listeners drop in and play a couple rounds with us uh be excited to know what your thoughts and questions are right now on it with it being right around the corner one of the biggest hits this year um you want to hit them with the facebook page brian yeah that's uh facebook.com slash playstation squad podcast there it is folks jump on and uh join us um play around a little bit and we'll have a good time and uh, another quick note before we close this one out, uh, on release date, I am planning on doing a live stream of the Destiny 2 beta. So I'm going to try to get as many of our group together as possible to get on there and play together and try out the new story mission, the strikes, and the new PvP and all that stuff. So if you guys want to watch that, uh, just look for my YouTube channel, because that's probably where I'll be streaming, either there or Twitch. They're both the same name. It's The Third Saint. So look it up on there come Tuesday, and if you don't have the early access beta, then you can see it a little bit before everybody else, because we're going to be playing it, and uh, hopefully I'll get to see plenty of you guys there. Uh, if you do join the stream and everything, just comment and let me know that you heard about it from the podcast, and maybe I'll give you a little shout out in the episodes after that. So thank you everybody for joining us for episode three of the PlayStation Squad podcast. Uh, this was a really good discussion. Uh, I was really looking forward to talking about Destiny in depth. So this got that off my chest. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope listeners enjoyed it tonight and uh, give us some feedback on what, what you'd like to hear in the future. Oh yeah. Don't forget to go check out that Facebook page and leave us some comments and some feedback. All right, guys, y'all take it easy and we will see you in the next episode.